today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. This is an important characteristic of a son or daughter of the kingdom. They desire to do what's right in God's eyes. They desire to do what's right in God's eyes, to live by God's standards and by God's definitions. They hunger and thirst for rightness with God. So the life of a true believer is characterized by righteousness, a desire for rightness. Do you long to do right in God's eyes? Does your heart ache when you hurt God? Pastor Dan today explains the difference between the people of God's kingdom and those who only pretend to be of God's kingdom. Both confess to follow Jesus. Both acknowledge that God is supreme. But the true believer seeks to live God's law, while the pretender seeks ways to get around it. From the beginning, Satan tricked mankind into questioning God's word. Let's resist Satan's tricks and watch him flee. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Matthew chapter 13 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. The tares, or the false Christians, the sons of the wicked one, planted by the devil, practice lawlessness. They practice lawlessness. That's how you can identify them. They practice lawlessness. Now, the important word for us there is the word practice. So we're not talking about someone who who desires to obey God, who is trying to obey God, but falls short. The Bible says we all sin, we all fall short of the glory of God. So this is not someone trying to obedient to the Lord, but fails. The sons of the wicked one, the tares, they practice lawlessness. They practice lawlessness. Again, they profess to be a Christian, so you can't identify them by that. They identify as a follower of Christ, but they practice lawlessness. They live in sin and rebellion, and they have no desire to repent of their sins. They shamelessly practice lawlessness. This word lawlessness, it it, it literally means to be without the law. This is describing people who, again, they profess Christ, but they live in flagrant, open defiance of God's word and God's commands. And that's how you recognize them. What is their attitude towards God's word? What is their attitude towards God's commands? What is their attitude toward what God calls sin in the Bible? A son of the kingdom will have a different attitude towards these things than a son of the wicked one. Turn with me back to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, if you remember chapter 5, we have the Beatitudes here at the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount. The Beatitudes... And in Matthew chapter 5, verse 3, we have the first beatitude. Remember this, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And this is where we start as a believer. The true believer who is truly converted, truly born again, they recognize their own spiritual poverty. They recognize their own spiritual bankruptcy. 
That's where you start. And then verse 4, the next beatitude, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. The true believer mourns over their sin. They're heartbroken over their sin. The true believer hates when they sin. They don't practice lawlessness. Not a true believer. A true believer doesn't flagrantly disobey God's commands. They grieve when they sin. Then verse 5, the next beatitude, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. The true believer is meek, is humble. Tares tend to be arrogant about their sin and rebellion, even insolent about their sin. Look at verse 6, the next beatitude, blessed are those who hunger and thirst For righteousness, the true believer who is born again hungers and thirsts for righteousness. This is an important characteristic of a son or daughter of the kingdom. They desire to do what's right in God's eyes. They desire to do what's right in God's eyes, to live by God's standards and by God's definitions. They hunger and thirst for rightness with God. So the life of a true believer is characterized by righteousness, a desire for rightness. In contrast to the sons of the wicked one, the tares, who do not desire righteousness or to live by God's standards, they practice lawlessness. They flagrantly defy God's commands. And so if they say they're a Christian, You have to look at the fruit of their lives. You you have to look at their attitude towards the word of God, their attitude towards God's commands, their attitude towards sin. And you can see the difference between wheat and tares. It's the difference between righteousness and lawlessness. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 19, it says, The Lord knows those who are his. Let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Those who belong to Christ will turn away from their iniquity. Not continue in a lifestyle of sin. In contrast, those who belong to the devil will name the name of Christ, but never depart from iniquity. They'll continue in iniquity. That's the difference. Again, I'm not saying a true believer never sins. Or that we live this sinless, perfect life. But we should sin less. Once you come to Christ. We should depart from sin. We should live a more righteous life that gets more righteous over time. And when we do sin as a believer, we walk in the light with our sin. We confess our sins to Jesus Christ. We turn from our sins and allow the blood of Jesus Christ to cleanse us from all of our unrighteousness. How about 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17? 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, When a person is in Christ, they become a new creation. And the old things pass away. And everything is made new. There's a transformation in a person's life when they come to Christ. There's a noticeable change. The old ways pass away. But not for the tares. Not for the tares. 
again, the tares are trying to stumble people. The tares are trying to lead people away into error and sin. And so there's no newness of life for the tear. There's just a profession of faith. But there's no change. In 1 John chapter 3, it says, He who practices righteousness is righteous. But he who makes a practice of sinning is of the devil. Again, we're not talking about falling short. We're talking about a practice of sin. He who makes a practice of sinning is of the devil. If you're really saved, you'll practice righteousness. Not perfectly, but you'll practice righteousness. You'll stop practicing sin. Those who practice sin are of the devil and not of God. They're tares. They're not wheat. In Titus chapter 1, verse 16, Titus chapter 1, verse 16, it speaks of those who profess to know God, but in their works they deny Him. They profess to know God, they profess to be a Christian, but in their works they deny Him. There there should be works of righteousness, works of holiness, that demonstrate that we're wheat. Again, tares practice lawlessness. That's how you can recognize them. They continue practicing sin. That's how you know they're tares. How about this? Listen to what Jesus says in John chapter 14. John chapter 14, verse 15. Jesus says, If you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, keep my commandments. Then down in verse 23 of John 14, Jesus says, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. Anyone who loves Jesus will keep his word. They will not practice lawlessness. They will not flagrantly defy what his word says. Now, they may say, I love Jesus. Well, if they really love Jesus, they'll keep his word. They'll show their love for him by obeying him. In John chapter 8, verse 31. John chapter 8, verse 31. Jesus said, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. A disciple of Jesus Christ will abide in the word and remain faithful to the teachings of Jesus. Again, not perfectly. We fall short. I'm not saying that. But a disciple will abide in the word of God and remain faithful to the teachings of Jesus. A true disciple will not depart from the word of God or turn from the word of God or deny the word of God in some way. A tear will do that. A tear will do that, but not wheat. A son of the wicked one will but not a son of the kingdom. A son of the kingdom will be characterized by obedience to the word and a desire to obey God's word because of their love for Jesus Christ. 
Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth Radio Ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. And so, going back to Matthew 13, Jesus tells us that the devil sows tares among the wheat. He mingles false Christians among true believers in the world to try to undermine the work of God. He tells us in verse 41, the tares will offend. The tares will stumble people in their faith and lead people into doctrinal error and sin. And the tares will practice lawlessness. They do not submit to the authority of the word of God. And that's how you identify them. And Jesus says, this is the way it will be until the end of the age. In every generation of the church, including ours. This is how it is. In fact, the closer we come to the end of the age, the Bible tells us this will get worse and worse. There'll be more and more tares mixed in among the wheat. Listen to these passages of Scripture. You don't have to turn there. I'll just read them to you. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and, and, and his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth. And be turned aside to fables. Here Paul warns Timothy that, hey, the time is coming when people will not endure sound doctrine. But instead, according to their own desires, they'll heap up for themselves teachers that will tell them what they want to hear. And they'll turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables or lies is what that means. Made up stories. And Paul says the time's coming when this is going to be the case. In 2 Timothy chapter 3. He says, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying its power. And so he says, hey, in the last days, perilous times are going to come. This is what the world's going to be like. This is what people will be like. But they'll still have a form of godliness. They'll still name the name of Christ. They'll still claim to be Christians. Even though 
They're lovers of money and boasters and proud and blasphemers. You know, they're blasphemers, but they're naming the name of Christ. How is that even possible? Disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanders, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good. But they'll say that they're Christians. Traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. But they're going to have a form of godliness at the same time. Paul says this is how it's going to be in the last days. It will be perilous. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, Paul says, Now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times, the last days, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and the doctrines of demons. Paul says in the last days, people are going to depart from the faith and start believing in doctrines of demons. How's that going to happen? Well, the devil is sowing tares in the world, among the wheat. And it's just going to get worse and worse the closer we get to the end of the age. The tares mixed in among the wheat is certainly an issue today. I believe we see it more and more in the world. And here's the thing here's the thing it's very confusing. It's a very confusing time. It's very confusing for non-believers, for sure. Non-believers don't know that the devil has sown tares among the wheat. And so non-believers, they look at the church and they get a mixed message from the church. They get disinformation from the church. Where a non-believer looks at Christians and, and you have one group that says, it's okay for a Christian to believe this or it's okay for a Christian to live this way and live this kind of lifestyle and engage in these things. And then you have other groups of Christians saying, no, the, these things are sinful. These things are against God's commandments and against God's word. And a Christian shouldn't do that. You can't be a Christian and be that. And non-believers look on and say, well, well who do I believe here? You're both claiming to be Christians. You're both claiming to be followers of Christ. How can you have such different points of views on these things? I think that the goal of the devil is to cause confusion about the truth. And to cause confusion about the word of God. And cause confusion about sin and God's judgment. So that it's not clear to people. So they don't know what's true. They don't know what to believe. I believe that the devil also wants to convince people that what they're doing is not wrong, it's not sinful, it's acceptable to God, and so there's nothing to repent of. That's how he's undermining the work of God in the world. The tares the devil has sown is also causing confusion among true believers. Especially over the last few years. In the parable... The servants were confused that the owner's field had tares in it. And they asked the owner, didn't you sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? And it's confusing. It's a confusing time if you're a true believer. You're really born again. And it's confusing because you probably have family members. Or you probably have friends. Or you probably have colleagues who claim to be Christian. And at the same time, They live an immoral lifestyle or they condone immorality. They condone immorality that is clearly condemned in the Bible. Or maybe you have a friend or a family member or a coworker 
or some kind of colleague who claims to be a Christian, but they completely disavow what the Bible says about certain things and certain behavior and certain sin and right and wrong. Maybe they are even brazen in their rejection of biblical truth. But they say they're a Christian. It's confusing. And on top of all that, they attend a church that espouses the same viewpoint. And so there's a whole congregation of people that affirms these things and embraces these things and rejects biblical truth and biblical authority. And they say they're Christians too. And it's very confusing. And it's confusing because they say they're Christians. You're a Christian. And you kind of, how, how do they ever arrive at that? How do they ever land there? Well, here's what Jesus is saying in this parable to his disciples and to us. Here's what he's saying. Listen, he's saying, don't be confused. They're tares. They're not wheat. They're tares. They're not wheat. And he says here, you will always have these false Christians mixed in. And you will know them by their attitude toward my word. And their attitude towards sin. You'll know them because they practice lawlessness. So don't be confused. Don't be discouraged. Just know that there will be tares mixed in among the wheat. And the tares will say that they're wheat. But don't be confused by this. They're tares. And he says, look at the passage. At the end of the age, Jesus will send out his angels to gather out of his kingdom all that offend, and those who practice lawlessness, verse 41, and he will cast them into the fire. Speaking of eternal judgment, where there will be wailing and gnashing of teeth forever and ever. And then verse 43, he says, then the righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. So the the weed and the tares, even though they both claim to be Christians, the weed and the tares end up in two different locations. They're on two different paths. Even though they're mixed together and mingled together in the same field, in the end, they end up in two different places. You know, Jesus said there's two roads. There's a narrow road that leads to life, and there's a broad road that leads to destruction, and everyone is on one of those two roads. And so he says to his disciples here, don't be discouraged. And he says to you and to me, don't be discouraged. Don't grow weary standing up for the truth. Don't grow weary standing up for the Bible. Don't grow weary not compromising. And yes, it's going to be challenging. And yes, the Bible tells us it's going to become more challenging. But then, verse 43, I love that word then at the beginning of the verse. But then, one day, you will shine forth as the sun and the kingdom of your Father. He asked me how I know and I say Bring truer than the finest crystal You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Matthew. Andy has more to share with you next time. How is what you're hearing from this book landing in your heart? 
If there's anything that's prompting you to seek out more questions or to ask for prayer in any way, would you be willing to give us a call and talk to us? Our desire is to hear your heart, pray with you, and ask for God to help you with whatever you might be wondering or thinking about. Our number is 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com. Just find our info under the About tab. If you're not connected with a local church, we encourage you to find a church family that will help guide and support you in your faith. And if you're in the area, please join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. For more details, visit calvaryec.com. In our next edition, you'll have the opportunity to learn additional things from this first book of the New Testament. Pastor Dan has more to teach on from Matthew, and we're excited for you to join us as we continue growing. There's so much to appreciate by reading God's Word. We hope you'll tune in next time and be a part of our listening audience right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack.